We are fully back. We are on a serious hiatus. The pod was in serious jeopardy. We almost retired, and we're bringing this thing back. We're back in the streets. We're in Manhattan. We're in New York. We're ready to talk basketball. We're ready to bring the people what they want. Another episode. Let's do it. We're dropping all of the ticks of this podcast. Yeah. It was such a vicious election cycle. Yeah. We're so mentally drained. We can't even read headlines. It's like when you go when you go 12 rounds with Tyson, you wouldn't want to then have breakfast with Mike Tyson. You'd be like, I don't want to see you for a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Like, after the election, my head was, like, hurting. I was yeah. like, whoa, this was, like, so much, a culmination yeah. of so much, and then it just, like, came to an head, and now it's over. And, good. Basketball. Yeah. So let's start with the first things first. Okay. First order of business is to recap this NBA draft. Okay. We were doing so much potting about prospects we like, and now we know where they're going. Yeah. Let's talk about players you really like the situation they're in Ooh. and and how you feel like teams did on the NBA draft. Okay, cool. Let me talk to you about the player that I like the situation the most, and that's Killian Hayes. I think he went lo- much lower than we thought. He went to Detroit. He's going to be able to come off the bench behind Derrick Rose, learn from Derrick Rose. I think his situation is just pure for maybe not to be rookie of the year, but in three, four years to really steer the ship there. Yeah, that was, again, one pick away from the Knicks. I was kind of, like, hoping yeah. that the Knicks could get that, like, guy that could handle the rock, that could shoot, that's in tune with the NBA. They did. He went one pick before, and I 100% agree. Killian is going to be great there. We loved him as a prospect. And now they have a little something something going. I didn't love their offseason. They caught a ton of bigs. They, they the went for it, Plumley, all these weird bigs. Yeah. But Seku is pretty good. Yeah. He could be good. They brought in another center, right? They drafted a center later in the draft or someone else. Yeah, yeah, out of uh, Washington. Yeah. They drafted another center. They have like 50 centers. Let me tell you about one more person. I'm super, super hyped on Benny Avia. Uh, I had him number one on my big board. He goes nine to the Wizards. They just trade for Westbrook. And now you have a threesome of Beal, Westbrook, and, and Denny. It's starting to get really and zero. Rui and Thomas Bryant at center. That's like a five. That's a nice And five. I think they retain Burton's. Dude, so they low-key are making noise in the in the East, and they, have, they I really love his situation. He could be a Tony Kukoc, Tony Kukoc right off the bat. So not to get off topic, but we do have to now address this, the John Wall, the John Wall trade. Yeah. And we are getting off topic. We're yeah. going to revert back to this draft. Yeah. But this trade went down. Yeah. What do we think of Westbrook and Beal together? Westbrook and Beal. I think it's fine. Like, Beal is— Westbrook's been chaotic. Okay, so he's been the last couple of years. It's been Westbrook and Paul George which was, you know, they were still a 50-win team or so, but it was obviously not so successful. And then last year was really unsuccessful. Well, he had a good year. We always try and say, like, his contract is insane, but he's still a very good player in the end of the day. I really like him as his fit. I think, as we're seeing with Carmelo Anthony, these players really get humbled and start to realize the reality of their situation. This isn't a 24-year-old Westbrook anymore. I think he's really going to thrive in his role as the lead ball handler and be the leader of that team. This trade was very reminiscent of, like, when Iverson got traded from from um, from uh, Denver to Detroit for Chauncey Billups, mm. and it was like kind of these like older players yeah. that got swapped that kind of like both had some issues kind of going around, and turns out that Iverson went on a complete tailspin after that. Yeah. Chauncey Billups was very valuable with Melo in in Denver. So why is everyone writing off John Wall? This this was a great player who's had some devastating injuries. He could come back and really be a beast. This is how I truly look at it is 
for people are shitting on Houston and saying, okay, maybe they got a pick out of it and they're getting some draft capital back. But bottom line, I think having the longer contract and the younger guy gives them opportunity to build up his value at some point and yeah. unload him. So they're going to have more tricks up their sleeve than with Westbrook where you kind of like, it's for the now and it's only going to get worse, you know? Totally. So maybe Wall could get better at some point. Totally. And it's a new era there. Daryl Morey is out. They have a new general manager. Uh, Fertitta is very aggressive. So I think they wanted to start turning a new page in the book. Obviously, Harden is just going to be the centerpiece of any team. So surround him with some different guys. Okay, so back to the draft, though. So anyone else we really like who... Patrick Williams going to the Bulls is so fucking interesting because all of a sudden, they just have so many guys. And like Wendell Carter Jr. year three, Zach Levine contract year almost, or second, you know, it's getting serious in, in, uh, in Chicago. Patrick Williams was someone you were pitching as like, he was rising up draft boards. Yeah. And that was... Definitely a shock to some because he was, you know, penciled more in the 7 to 10 range. Yeah. And then he goes 4. Do you like that pick, though? Because he's yeah. like a raw athlete. He uh, he has Zion upside, and that's going to be my new thing. He's very springy. He's a great defender day one. Is this like the bad – you know what, like, when, like, Shaq was amazing, so we're like, we need Odin. Right. So right. are we, like, going through, like, Zion's amazing, we need Zion? Well, it's a little bit of that, and it's just, like, I would have taken him over both the people that went – uh three and two so i definitely like patrick williams there i think he's a great prospect and super exciting for this cool bulls team okay so here are some guys that i was really excited okay. about and where they fell to devin vassal someone we spoke about he's yeah. a true pro me and the spurs it's a great it's a great situation and system for him but the downside is like a wesley johnson the yeah. upside is like a better ball handling like trevor ariza yeah item, which is really good so yeah at 11 and a down draft come on that's really totally good. the only thing is should they have passed on tyrese halliburton who just fell had the seal uh the basement fall out on his his projection so we've been preaching that like crazy that we do not like tyrese halliburton and the espn analysis draft pick we're about to like chop your head off yeah. like what tyrese halliburton going want yeah it's like what are you talking about he looks awful and the word that came out of the king's camp was like oh we don't need to retain our own guys anymore we got a dream guy so they love the pick i didn't like him but now i'm starting to be like was i wrong because espn made it seem like he should have been enough he's lebron james yeah they did make it seem like he's lebron james and the thing about him is his stats were really good in college he averaged like 15 points a game he was even though his shot looks weird he was nailing threes jay williams like took the camera almost like deep throated the camera and was like listen he had the best interview i've ever seen i was thinking on my living room who the fuck cares about this guy's interview yeah. jay williams was like literally having a shakespearean performance on on the espn set and i just thought it was very bizarre by the way the draft was way more about like this person's personal character like all this stuff i didn't know this was like a dating dude and it's also like they say to the prospect Hey, like, what's your first name? He says his name. He's like, what relative in your family has a, a deep sickness? And, yeah. And it's like, what are you, you know, I don't care that his grandma has, like, two toes because it, an alligator bit it off. Like, I don't give a fuck. You could 100% picture, like, the ESPN producer calling them up and they're like, hey, like, we're so happy to have you on this draft. Just tell us about what kind of, like, yeah. sicknesses you're having yeah. your, and, and in your family. Prospects like, I'm feeling well. They're like, do you have... COVID SARS-19, and the yeah. person's like, oh, and the, was Ebola ever, like, impact yeah. the family? Like, just give us yeah, something even a scare. to work Yeah. <laughs> you know, any swine flu, anything. So any any picks that you, like, absolutely hated? Yeah, James Weissman. This is a low upside big man who makes no sense to me. I know everyone else loves him, but I would have taken every single other player over him. Okay, this is going to make you nauseous. I'll okay. just have to say it. Okay. 
but there's a world where Z- if Zion didn't play last year, wait, Zion, Zion didn't play in college last two years ago in college two years ago. Okay, we wouldn't know. We would just he was like the third prospect. We wouldn't know the type of like impact and legendary type of prospect he was, which he became when he was drafted. I think he had like five hundred thousand followers in high school. He did, and it was because he was dunking. But we didn't know how until like, he went to Duke. He became like a complete phenomenon. And I became this prospect. You're right. You're right. Wiseman didn't play, and there is an element where what if like add some weight, and there's a Shaq ness dominance to his game just because we just missed out from the standpoint he didn't play is i hear you a possibility no it's not a possibility because at best case we, we haven't seen enough of him in the games he did play a few games this year or one game it was like preseason yeah he played something and he just looked very average to me he didn't look imposing at the college level and i just don't see it and on yeko okonwu that team also has a ton of bigs i don't really understand they could have probably gotten more Bench depth. Killian Hayes, the backup Trey Young, is a dream situation. By the way, even like, you know, uh, Travis Shank, the GM of what's it called, is from the Warriors. He built the Warriors okay. team. He, like, even if you take a Tyrese Halbert in there for a bench role of Sean Livingston, sure. like, you know, that, that at least makes useful. That at know? least makes sense to me. I, I thought this pick was completely shocking, especially when you have John Collins and Clint Capella. What are you doing? Okay. What are you doing? The last home run pick that we've really are just the most excited about. We're going all in on him this year. Yeah. It's Pozhusevsky to the Thunder. Totally. One, we trust Presti. And two, there are some smoothness to his game that you it just remember, it resembles what we've seen when we look at weird dim tape, tape of Giannis and weird dim tape of Porzingis. So here, this is, this is like a theory I always have, like the Conor McGregor theory. Like Conor McGregor burst on the scene in 2014, and then in 2022, you have a bunch of guys that look like Conor McGregor. This is the same thing for Pujavski. Dirk Nowitzki was so hot in like 2007, 2008, 2009 that these Euro kids that were like freakishly tall were like, oh my God, I have no friends. And they like started shooting threes all day. And this is what we get. So I'm huge on him. I think he's going to be huge on the Thunder. Presti finally used his Spider-Man tactics and, and used one of those first round picks. The other guy I'm huge on, obviously, Cole Anthony. I think this is a great situation for him in uh, in Orlando. And again, Orlando, a lot of guys there. Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, Aaron Gordon, Mo Bamba, Shamiki Okuku. So now you have a ton of guys. And it's start- and like oh, there's so much new storylines. We loved Precious for the Heat. Just what a great – It's the most classic Heat pick ever. Yeah. Like, first of all, one Kentucky. I think they're taking a Kentucky guy. Or he's Memphis, sorry. But, yeah. Um, They've been. They've just taken culture guy. They took a culture. Yeah, they've taken like this type of guy every year. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that will do it for our NBA draft recap. Now we got to move on to the off season because there's been a lot of moves. Okay. And there's so much to talk about. Let's talk about some of the hot teams that are like have made a lot of noise that people are like to talk about. Okay. Um. One is the Hawks. Hawks spent a good amount of money. Yeah. Uh. Who they get? Okay. So they got the um. They got the shooter from, from. Sacramento, Bogdanovich. Oh, yeah, he's good. They got Rondo. Okay. They drafted Onkumwe, whatever. We'll see what he does for as far as a bench role. Yeah. Um, and then they've also um, – they also have the two young guys that are coming up. So people are excited about them. I'm excited about them. I think they have so much upside. What is the, like? What is our projection of them is the question. And again, they were a really bad team last year. Yeah. Can they go from a really bad yeah. team to like, Tra- a good team? Totally. Are saying? They're a playoff team. Trey Young is such a superstar that he they finally are going to put the defenders around him to compensate, and they're a money team. Uh, I think one of the biggest rising teams from last year to this year, no doubt. 
there's also like there's so much to cover and honestly not a ton of moves were made the biggest like makeovers again i think we could talk about are like houston so the new look rockets yeah. are john wall yeah. harden. james harden and christian wood who we did like him thought he was very undervalued and went for way too little money in my opinion yeah like, relative to like what other people spent are we missing something about he's him? 27 years old so like peak contract i mean yeah. his age he should fire his agent like today or yeah. yesterday and yeah, no, I don't know. It's I don't new... even know if firing justifies it. Maybe you Mer- should like, stab him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually makes a ton of sense. <laughs> yeah. I think they're honestly going to be one of the top teams in the West. James Harden is out for blood. Every time he reignites with like someone, one of his yeah, boys, he usually goes well. And he goes way. fucking ham. He's probably in the fucking desert right now, running up and down with his beard, like looking malnourished. So it's all good in Houston. By the way, we've seen so many different looks of James Harden Houston teams. It's insane. It went from James Harden and Dwight. To Harden and CP3, uh, Harden and Westbrook, to now Harden and Wall. Yeah, and Wild. I'm, I'm just thinking. Reshifting. I think a storyline that's not being pushed enough is John Wall in a red uniform. This is a gang sign throwing yeah. G out there. I think this guy's gonna be running up and down the court, flashing gang signs left and right. Houston's gonna be hyped. I'm hyped. I think this is what we've been lacking is the fact that the way to uncap John Wall is just let him fully unleash his gang like. Every time he did it in D.C., the politicians would, like, shriek. And be like, ah! Now, everyone in Houston is going to be, like, fucking the baby, little baby, yeah. little boozy, all of them fucking just this going nuts. Hot. Houston's hot right now. Texas is hot. It's exciting times for them. Yeah, so we'll see how, how they look. I don't know where I have them penciled in, but regardless, they're a team that made a lot of a lot of noise this totally, offseason. Totally. You know, outside of that, there isn't much else to really recap. The Gordon Hayward contract to Charlotte. Like, if he's good and they got a good rookie in LaMelo Ball, who at least, I mean, he's not going to be relevant, but if he is relevant, they're starting to do something. Terry Rozier, all these guys. So I want to take a little bit of a controversial opinion and take here on the Charlotte Horn contract. Everyone is shitting on it. It's $30 million a year for an injured guy and whatever. But I look at this and I'm saying, hmm, maybe they just took the Pat Riley, Jimmy Butler signing model, yeah. where... If you do have a couple young guys, which they do have, listen, Bam Hero, all these guys are not that much different. Yes, they've developed maybe a little bit better. They're not. But they're not that much different than, than P.J. Washington and what's it called. And so if you take these, like, average up-and-coming prospects and then kind of bring in that one Jimmy Butler guy. Unifier. Maybe they won't be the finals team that, that, what's it called, came last year. But maybe there's this 5-6 team. And that's good as Charlotte has been in very long time. Dude, I think you bring up a great point. It's like when Golden State was running on all cylinders, the Lakers were desperately trying to copy them. Right now, if you're a small market team, the Heat are the model. Yep. So you get your Jimmy Butler type and you get your hero type with LaMelo Ball and now you're duplicating and now you're relevant. And Michael Jordan, although we always say he's behind the eight ball with these clunky old college guys, seems like he might be putting one over on some of these uh, other GMs who might be sleeping on it. Yeah, that it, we are at, taking a very opinion that's in the minority here. Yeah. People have been shitting on that. Oh, concept. have they been? Yeah, it's been like brutal. So he looked really, really good at, right around the bubble, and then he got hurt again, and he did not look good. If he can come back to that really strong, I think he's like 30 years old, 31 years old. Like, he has good years left in him. He's a gamer, way, like, so he takes care of his body. For and shit. context, LaMarcus Aldridge is 36 years old. Yeah. He's been great for. For years, like, well, it's but it's, it's important over. to take those kind of guys. Don't be scared of the Chris Paul's like thirty seven. Don't be scared. Chris Paul's thirty three. Hey, he's thir- no, he's not. He's like thirty five. No, we have to look this up. He's thirty three, thirty four max. No, he's like thirty seven. No, 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 he's not. He is. No, he's like thirty five. I'm on it right now. Let's see. 
damn on it, yeah. He's 35. 35. But his birthday 